Welcome to the podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on my YouTube channel, Bio Soul Integration. There, my goal is to help you integrate body and soul, to help you feel completely, express fully, and live authentically. I'm your host, Dr. Jay Eaker. Let's get into it. Hi there. Uh, today, I want to talk about energy healing and everything you've ever wanted to know about energy healing. What is it? What is the energy body? Talk about different energy healing techniques, uh, different energy healers, uh, what energy healing is good for, and uh, a little bit about what's the difference between most energy healing techniques and the kind of uh, variation of energy healing that I do here at the BioSoul Integration Center. Uh, and speaking of that, my name is Jay Eaker, and I am the owner and founder, etc., of the BioSoul Integration Center in Louisville, Colorado. And I help soul-led people to embody their soul's gifts so that they can share those gifts, express those gifts through their bodies onto this planet so they can share their soul's gifts with and live out their purpose, do the thing that they been came here to do, which has a lot to do with serving others with their gifts, <clears throat> helping people embody their soul's gifts so that they can, they can do that. So if any of this information, first off, before we get started, if you could like, uh, like this video, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, please, uh, like the video, leave a comment. If you have, uh, if you've experienced energy healing or have some experience of your own, or if it's something that you uh, are interested in, please give me a yes in the comment section or leave a comment. I'd have, I like to interact with people in the comment section. Um, yeah. So, and wherever else that you might find this, you might find it on podcast in podcast form. You might find it on Facebook. You might find it on Instagram, wherever you find it, please like it, share it and please share it, pass it along, you know, to people who you think might be interested in this information. Okay enough, enough about me. Um, so what is energy to begin with? We're talking about energy healing. What is energy? So it goes, you know, the energy as it pertains to our bodies has a lot of names. There's chi, prana, life force energy, in the world of chiropractic, there's something called innate intelligence and universal intelligence. Those are forms of energy as they are related to our bodies and beings. And sometimes energy is kind of a amorphous esoteric term, but, um, you know, it's, it's a thing. <laughs> energy is, is, uh, the sort of back office to everything to all of the more physical stuff that we see in the world. There's energy behind it all. I think what was this book that I read the dancing woo Lee masters. It's kind of, I think dancing, is that what it is? Dancing woo Lee, something like that. It's a kind of older book about trying to, uh, you know, describe quantum physics to the, the lay person. I don't know if that's the book or not. But, um, if that's the title or not, but, um, in that book, I remember there was a, in a, 
analogy or an example that, you know, you have, we think, you know, these physical things, they're made up of atoms, right? And we kind of tend to think like an atom is like a, a little BB, like a, a hard, a small, very, very, very small, hard particle of this or of, of this or, or whatever physical thing, you know, it's like the smallest version of that thing. Um, I guess technically that's a molecule, but anyway, an atom, you know, is the smallest version of, uh, the, the constituents that make up these things, you know, what is the, the, the basic elements. Anyway, we kind of, I think, tend to think of the, the, an atom as a small, hard particle, but, you know, its nucleus is made up of neutrons and protons. And then there is an electron field and electrons are kind of swirling around the neutrons and protons, I believe is how it works. There was an analogy I heard that if you take a, uh, if you take an atom and you blow it up to the size of a football stadium, then the proton and the neutron would be like a P or something in the center of the football and the center of the field. And the electrons would be like a size of, you know, something very small, uh, a, uh, maybe, maybe the neutron was like a cotton ball or something and the electron was a P or something. But anyway, the P is swirling around, you know, and around the cheap seats. That's how far away the, the electron, that's the distance in the electron, in the nucleus of an atom between the protons and neutrons and the electron. I don't know if I'm getting this totally right, but anyway, the point is, is that there's lots of space there somehow that this stuff is, is, um, not as solid somehow as we think that there's a lot of space involved and, um, that space that's running in the background is, is energy basically. And energy is something that can be measured. So it is a scientific fact that there are these sort of fields around our bodies. And of course, you know, I don't understand why people, some people think energy is such a woo woo topic when, you know, we can make a, a a cell phone call to the other side of the planet, or we can have this computer laptop or a phone or smartphone that is not attached to anything. And yet it can download all this information. You know, it can connect you with all these websites and um, things like that. So that's all, you know, that there are satellites that are bouncing, uh, Wi-Fi signals and, and TV signals and telephone signals, uh, you know, off. And uh, so there is a, a way in which, you know, we are very in our day-to-day lives. We are, those are all forms of energy and we are, you know, using those forms of energy. So it's kind of a surprise to me sometimes that people are think that, you know, the, 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 the idea of energy in your body is kind of a woo woo topic. So, but anyway, energy, you know, it's the, it's the sort of the back office to all of this uh, physical, physical stuff. Uh, and as far as our bodies and lives are concerned, there's something called the energy body. And there are a lot of different books and models out there. Um, some of you may have heard of Barbara Ann Brennan. She has some books, um, some books, uh, what are her books called? 
Hands of Light is one of them. Light Emerging, I believe, is another one. But in those books, she has these very beautiful and colorful uh, diagrams of the energy body, of these layers of energy around our bodies. Um, another book I have at home is called, uh, it's by Cindy Dale. It's called The Subtle Body, an Encyclopedia of Energetic Anatomy. And it outlines all of the different the different cultures, the different forms of the energy body that show up in all these different cultures, whether it's, you know, Chinese medicine or Japanese or Tibetan or Native American or what have you, all these different cultures and, you know, have their own models of the energy system that relates to our bodies. And, um, you know, of course, if you're familiar at all with the work that I do, something I call bio-soul integration, the foundation for that is something called network chiropractic. That's the kind of the lineage. One of the lineages that I come through is this network chiropractic thing. And that was uh, developed, invented and developed by a man named Donald Epstein. And he, you know, he has a model for the sort of energetic fields, what he calls intelligences because they contain information the, the fields contain information and they inform the creation and maintenance of the body of this physical stuff, actually. And so there's a, a life force field, there's a mental field, there's emotion, uh, emotional fields and then mental fields, excuse me. And then what he calls a soul field and then an even sort of more universal global soul field. So there are these energetic fields that surround the body. And again, they kind of inform the body. And that's my understanding from working with people the way that I work with people in here is that it kind of goes back to conception. I think when we are conceived, there is, you know, the uniting of sperm and ovum, and there's kind of a window that opens in the space-time continuum. And there's an energetic matrix that's sort of created that is made up of on one end of DNA that we get sort of from the planet and all the beings that were here, but also from the, you know, on the other end, uh, from the spirit world. And that comes together to sort of like make this matrix. And that matrix is a sort of lattice, an energetic lattice of sorts that it's what tells, you know, if you ever thought of like conception happens and then all these cells start to form and like how do those cells know how to turn into a nose or a heart or a foot or whatever there's this energetic lattice that's already there that before all of that starts um it's it's already there and the energetic lattice is what tells the cells to turn into you know to turn into heart cell to differentiate um and that's my sort of my hallucination anyway what I sense kind of working on people the way that I do. And, um, that energetic lattice or that energy body sort of stays with us as we develop, as we grow and develop. And until, and until we, uh, until we die. So that kind of brings us to what is energy healing. I guess the, I'd say the, the work that I do is a form of, uh, energy healing you know, energy medicine, vibrational healing, bioenergetic healing, soul healing. I think these are all terms that kind of describe energy healing. But the idea behind energy healing is that 
like I described, there is this energetic field that is associated with our bodies, and that field is primary. We kind of tend to think in this mechanistic world that that uh, the body creates the energy field. If there is one, the body creates the energy field, but I would say that's not true. I would say the energy field was there first, that the body is, uh, you know, forms around that energy field and that anything dis-ease, illness, emotional issues, organ systems that aren't working like they're supposed to, etc. There is a, you know, uh, something going on in the energy field that, you know, I, I would think that happened first. And then there was a corresponding change in the body. And so the energy field, energy is primary. And, um, you know, an energy healer, uh, we kind of got to take the word heal. I would say the word heal is a word that means to make whole. And if there are sort of kinks in our energy field, uh, it translates into a, translates into a separation in ourselves, ways that we fragment ourselves and separate ourselves. And so energy healing is about sort of facilitating a change, a, a positive change in the energy field, uh, such that, you know, the, the body can then, uh, heal itself. The, the natural healing mechanisms of the body can actually do what they need, what they, uh, need to do. Um, and you know, energy healing was sort of over the years, I, you know, there are some famous energy healers, but I think, you know, it's been made famous by celebrities a lot. I'm trying to think of, uh, this woman who this kind of famous woman, whose name I can't come up with right now, but a more, uh, uh, recent example is, uh, and something that was kind of a buzz in the network world or the healing world in general was, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's goop lab. And, uh, she, it was a, you know, it's a Netflix, it's on Netflix, look up goop labs, but it's a show in each episode. She kind of talks about some alternative healing, uh, modality. <clears throat> and, uh, one of those episodes, episode five was about energy healing. And it featured a, um, a man whose name is John Amaral. He was the energy healer and he happened to be, happens to be a longtime network chiropractic practitioner, now energy healer and doing kind of his own thing and energy healing. And it featured him working on Gwyneth Paltrow and, and, uh, her friends. I'll, uh, put a link to that episode. I did a video on that too. I'll put a link to that in the uh, description, but, um, you know, so that's kind of, it's been made famous by, by healers along the way. And that's kind of a more recent, uh, more recent version of that. Um, but there are some, you know, energy healers here in Boulder, actually, I think I'd like to mention some energy healers in Boulder that I've had the great pleasure of, of working with. One of those is Helen Knight. She's an energy healer and I think does a lot of cacao ceremonies now. Another is Erin Love and she's a shamanic healer and acupuncturist, but also does something called core synchronism, 
uh, which is an energy healing technique. Uh, I've worked with someone named Sherry Bauer in Boulder, and she has kind of a shamanic uh, flavor to her work, to her type of energy healing work too. Then, I, you know, there's a mentor, great mentor and teacher of mine named Lawrence Conlon, who's a longtime network practitioner and energy healer uh, in the Boulder area here and he's kind of my mentor and teacher and did a lot of work with him and anything that I know about energy healing I have a you know is, has a lot to do with him uh, and then I would include myself on that list here at the BioSoul Integration Center and I help people in the the area um, like I said embody their soul's gifts um, so you know, speaking of that, there's lots of different energy healing techniques. There's Reiki, there's acupuncture, uh, which has to do with the energetic, uh, pathways in the body. Uh, there's something called pranic healing. There's Qigong, there's polarity therapy, there's craniosacral, there's healing touch, reflexology, um, network chiropractic, um, as I've already mentioned though network chiropractors chiropractors in general do generally do not want to be lumped in with energy healers that seems to be an insult of some sort to chiropractors but however the founder of chiropractic uh, dd palmer he um he started out as a magnetic healer just a little history lesson there but um, there's crystal healing sound healing light healing flower essences and essential oils um, distance healing, you know, since energy is not necessarily a local phenomenon, um, it can be done at a distance and I do provide distance healing sessions for, uh, people. And, uh, so there's just a lot of, a lot of different, um, energy healing techniques. And, you know, some might ask like, what is energy healing good for? Well, that's kind of an interesting question. A lot of people, you know, they want their back pain to go away or they want their diabetes to go away or they want their knee to be fixed or they want their organ systems to work like they're supposed to or their, their high blood pressure to disappear. You know, people want those things um, fixed. Like I said, the, you know, when someone comes to my office, it's like, can you help me with your back pain? My back pain. It's like, yes, of course I can. I totally can. And it's going to mean that your life needs to change. It's going to mean that you totally retool the way that you interact with the world um, and your and yourself. So to the extent, you know, energy healing is all good for those basic things of getting rid of symptoms. But to the extent that people are willing to really get involved in the process and really be open to changing their bodies and lives uh, and growing spiritually, you know, when it has, when people have that sort of um, leaning, you know, it's a lot more effective because again, healing is really about becoming whole and becoming whole sort of necessarily includes all of the parts of you. The mental, emotional, not just the physical parts, but the mental, emotional, the energetic, spiritual uh, parts as well. Um, I feel like I want to make a little bit of a distinction between the work that I do 
and energy healing. And in order to do that, I kind of want to talk about, you know, there are three different kind of modes uh, that healing entails in people's bodies and lives. Uh, the first of those is where people are just learning, you know, there's a program in there that says they got stored in there that says it's not okay to look at stuff. It's not okay to be aware of it. And so there's a lot of vigilance in the system. And so the first step is kind of like, let that vigilance drop away. And when that happens then people can start to, their system can start to look at what their system had previously thought was not safe to look at. And in that process, there's a whole bunch of tension, a whole bunch of energy that gets bound up in the system that hasn't gotten to move. It's natural for energy to move and circulate, but in this process of separating ourselves and and walling off parts of ourselves, energy piles up. And so as people, as our systems are able to look at that and there's some safety in the system, they start to dissipate some of that built up energy. So one, and that's excellent. That's a great thing to happen. Uh, and you know, energy healing often talks about clearing energy. So one capacity of energy healing is to sort of move the built up energy, move the piled up energy. There's also a second, uh, mode of healing, which is really to then after we've cleared a bunch of energy to, to realize that that energy is actually part of us. And there's a reason that that energy builds up that has to do with who are, how we're interacting with ourselves and our world, our emotions, our thoughts. It starts to involve those areas more and a more advanced strategy than just letting go of just clearing the energy is to actually, um, is to actually include it. You transcend it by including it. That's another stage. And in that stage, we are embodying that energy as opposed to pushing it away in any way, shape, or form. We are including it into the whole of us. And then that way it can influence us, influence us. Um, shadow work is a, is a term that sort of describes that sort of embodying, accepting, acknowledging, embracing the, um, and including the repressed parts of ourselves. So that's kind of a second mode of healing. Then there's a third mode, which is more about awakening. It's more about spiritual, universal, spiritual truth coming into contact with that expansion, um, which everybody loves. Everybody loves expansion. Not so much the other parts of the healing journey that I just described, but everybody wants expansion, right? And that's a third mode of uh, along the healing journey that happens. Well, energy healing, I've noticed kind of in the new age world tends to sort of focus on either, uh, dissipating, clearing the energy generally, or it tends to, uh, focus more on a universal, um, the universal connection, the non-duality connection, the spiritual connection, the connection that, you know, is not dependent on space and time that has to do with our ancestors, that, um, more universal energy. Um, you know, so my experience is that in general energy healing has to do with either that focuses a lot on that first mode, clearing energy or of this sort of like universal, 
um, mode. However, uh, you know, that, uh, our thing, the reason we're here is to be able to share our gifts. You know, that's the universal things more about connecting with those gifts. Great. But we want, we need to embody them and we need to express them. I think wholeness doesn't happen until healing doesn't really happen until we can share those gifts, embody those gifts and share them. And that's more about the sort of second mode that I just talked about, the shadow work, about embodying, um, the embracing, embodying, including the parts of us that we, and the energy associated with the parts of us that we've pushed away. And so I like to think that here at the BioSoul Integration Center, I kind of specialize in, can sort of handle all of those modes, the full healing journey package, but especially um, are able to sort of focus on that second, which is, which I feel like, um, is really, really important. Um, you know, I want to say something about, uh, you know, things that you can do for yourself. So it's really, you know, options are certainly to go see someone like myself, but they're just like simple things that you can do for yourself. You know, um, Epsom salt to sort of like clean up and help your energy, system, you know, Epsom salt baths, uh, essential oils were, were mentioned. Um, you know, pay attention to the, your environment, what you're surrounding yourself by, because your, your energy system is going to entrain to, to, to the environment that you're in. Um, uh, you know, placing your meditation for sure. Oh, I don't want to mention that, but meditation helps to uh, connect your energy body helps to, you know, equilibrate maybe your, your energy body, placing your hands on your body when it hurts. Um, yeah, these are just some basic things that you can do as far as your own energy healing goes. So I think that's it. Um, you know, so I don't know if you've ever done energy healing, I, I would not hesitate to try if you're experiencing some <clears throat> problems, whether it's in your body, whether it's emotionally, whether it's illness, uh, or whether you're really interested in spiritual growth and spiritual healing. Um, you know, certainly don't hesitate to try it out. It's not something like conventional chiropractic or something where there's a really physical thing or physical therapy or something where there's really physical where if done wrong, it can, you know, it can cause, cause injury. So it's not really something like that necessarily on a, on a physical level. Although, you know, you want to trust your own instincts about who you go to. If it doesn't feel right somehow, or they don't match with your values, the person that you see, if it doesn't match with your values, you know, trust your, trust your, your instincts. Um, I would say, you know, you need to, give it some time compared to other things because the, uh, the energy field can change sort of like very quickly, but these physical bodies, uh, and the, our belief systems and ha you know, it has to do with our identity. It has to do with like who we've been, the program that sort of we've been running out in the world, uh, our, our identities. And so the physical bodies and our identities and our belief systems and, and all that, that takes time to change. And so, you know, give yourself, be patient with yourself and give yourself some time 
to sort of integrate things and uh, keep an open mind because healing rarely looks like we think it's going to look. We all always, you know, have an idea in our heads. Like I said, people come to me like, can I, you help me with my back pain? And it's like, yes, I can. That means you're going to have to feel more. It means that your life's going to have to change. It means that you're going to have to change in some fundamental way because your back pain is related to who the stories you're telling yourself, the the ways that you're interacting with yourself and the world, who you believe you are, what you believe this whole thing is, and what what you believe you know who you believe you are in relationship to that. Your back pain is related to that in some in some way. So. Um, you know, keep an open mind because healing often unfolds in this sort of perfect way that tends to involve, that includes the whole of everything. You know, it's holographic in that way or, um, fractal in that way that it sort of healing happens, uh, healing in you happens for, you know, it's related to the good of all. It happens, um, in relationship to the, the whole and so, um, keep an open mind. Okay. Uh, if you feel like you like this, please give me a like, please give me a thumbs up, um, share it with anyone who you think might be interested and subscribe to my channel. And, um, I look forward to seeing you in the next video or here in my office. And I look forward to helping you express more life. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the BioSoul Integration Podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on my BioSoul Integration YouTube channel. You can also find me on the web at biosoulintegration.com. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to helping you express more life. Have a great day.